podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. I'm Lindsay Mayer and I'm standing here with Dustin Rose. Dustin, earlier tonight we saw that you were not dressed to wrestle, but now your face is painted and your gear is on. What exactly is going on here? I'll tell you what's going on, I'm pissed off. I am tired of the inner circle running roughshod on everybody, including my family. You just saw what happened to Nick. Somebody has to step up. That somebody is the natural Dustin Rhodes. Hangman Adam Page, I am your partner tonight, whether you like it or you don't like it. We are fixing to kick inner circle's ass and do some cowboy shit. It's a brand new episode of the Elita Cinema Geekly's AEW podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Nick Montez, and we're back to talk another episode of AEW Dynamite on TNT, or hypothetically, the last episode of AEW Dynamite on TNT, at least for a while. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> well, here's what uh, here's what I know so far. Uh, so this news is uh obviously the the coronavirus is going around and in an abundance of caution uh because it is far more deadly than the swine flu uh and uh also more pass aroundable than say like SARS or any of those other diseases a lot of things are being canceled or postponed with an abundance of caution uh, to avoid large gatherings of people and things like that. Uh, here's one piece that is not good. Uh, now, Wrestling Observer hasn't actually reported on this yet, so I'm a little surprised, but uh, New York, uh, I think it's New York Governor, I think, Andrew Cuomo, uh, has said that uh, they are banning, uh, starting on Friday, they are banning any large gatherings of 50 people or more, which mm. would mean next Wednesday's show in Rochester, New York is probably not happening uh, because that falls within uh, 
after that, you know, Friday deadline, obviously, and it's in New York. And also uh, in New Jersey, uh, they have also done a similar thing, which is uh, where AEW is going to be the week after in Newark for the Blood and Guts show. So it seems like both of those shows are postponed. So, And there's no plan right now for what they're going to do otherwise. It makes you wonder if they'll just try to do what everyone else is suggesting, like empty arena, or if they are just going to postpone everything until they can get an all clear. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they should do empty arena. So uh, Wondering Stardom. Stardom did uh, a bunch of Japanese promotions are doing like empty arena shows mm-hmm. and stardom did one streamed it on YouTube. I watched some of it, but it's tough. It's <laughs> tough to watch it. It's like a, uh, it's like a whole show of Mick Foley and the rock empty arena match. <laughs> it's like a, but a whole show of that, like two hours. Could you imagine WrestleMania oh. in a stadium, empty stadium for like seven hours? Oh my god! I can't even imagine what it'd be like. I actually think GCW is doing a pay per view tonight, and they haven't said that they're doing it empty, but it appears that way. They're kind of hinting at it. They're mm-hmm. like asking people, "You should order the show tonight and support us. We really need it." Yeah. Well, especially since it looks like things could be bad for WrestleMania now. Right now, uh, the WrestleMania statement is. Uh, so essentially, here's the the statement on that. While we remain committed to hosting WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday, April 5th, we are putting contingency plans in place in the event that it is canceled by government officials, civil authorities, and or local venues, WWE said. The health and safety, yada, yada, yada. And also, uh, uh, so far, the city of Tampa has said that they're going to basically just play this on a week-by-week basis as to whether or not they're going to do anything. Uh, now, the president of the United States has also issued a travel ban from Europe, minus the United Kingdom, to the United States for 30 days, which would also see anybody who's coming from any country other than a UK country would essentially prevent them from coming to WrestleMania, even if it was held. So there's all sorts of problems. Ring of Honor has canceled their 18th anniversary pay-per-view and their past versus present show. Really? Yep, they just announced that at uh, around 3 o'clock Pacific, so what would that be, uh, about an hour oh ago? Oh my god, they, they I, man, I read something on Instagram earlier, like on their page, where they said they were going to continue on. But yeah, I... that was yesterday, and <laughs> now today they've canceled it. Oh. Uh, and, oh my goodness. And on top Could of that... Could you imagine if... Uh, on top of that, WWE has moved their Friday night SmackDown, which was going to be in Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. They have now canceled that event and are hosting SmackDown from the Performance Center in Florida with limited to no crowd. So if you Could ever you want have... to see the continuation of John Cena and The Fiend, you can do it at the Performance Center. I may watch this show just to see it. I was going to say, could you imagine if they do Mania from the Performance Center? It would be like... Oh my god, yes. I want to see Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre at the (laughs) PC. It would be like, it would be less than like a WrestleMania 11 or something where it's in a smaller venue. Like, that's tiny. Poor Edge. Edge making his (laughs) in-ring wrestling return at the Performance Center. (sighs) Oh my god. They, They just have to postpone the show, I'd have to imagine. 
Yeah, um, you can't do it at a smaller venue, not anymore. No. This isn't <laughs> this isn't WrestleMania eight where they pretended uh that Sergeant Slaughter was getting so many death threats that they had to move it to an indoor <laughs> building. Uh which was just a cover up for the fact that they did not sell nearly enough tickets uh to that outdoor uh to that outdoor WrestleMania. But now yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it seems like there's there's been no official word from AEW about what they're doing for TV the next week or two. So uh I've seen people say that they should go film episodes of Dynamite at the Hardy compound. Oh which, my god. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I, I mean I'd watch it. Somebody's like, oh man, they reveal Matt Hardy's the exalted one and he like traps them in some weird dimension and the AEW shows take place from the Hardy compound. I'd watch I that. Against that. Yeah, I would be down for that. This it'd, it'd be super weird, but look, you gotta do something to to combat this all, so why all not? I gotta say is- all I got to say is screw you, coronavirus. You're ruining all of our fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how dare it? I think it knows what it's doing, to be honest. Um, it's a jerk. <laughs> well, before we talk about this episode of Dynamite, uh, let me run through what happened on Dark real quick uh, this week. Uh, you had the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus beating Kip Sabian and Peter Avalon uh, in a in an average match. Uh, you had uh, Jimmy Havoc squashing Severino Corrente. Uh, that? I have no idea who that guy is. <laughs> but uh, he squashed him, and it was not very good. Uh, okay. Hikaru Shida got the win over Abaddon. Have you heard of Abaddon before, Nick? I have not, but I saw the images, and they look scary. <laughs> It's like Sister Abigail. She's uh, like the fiend is like supposed to be like this horror movie villain, but Abaddon seemed like much more of a horror movie villain to me. Uh, like her movements and stuff were all weird, and she like has like this red bloody tongue, and she like licked Hikaru Shida's face, which, by the way, just ill advised during this uh, yeah. this uh, this time of the year, but. Uh, the match itself wasn't great, but she was like really good at, at her character. Uh, and the main event was uh, Private Party defeating Brandon Cutler in and uh, Sonny Kiss in a in an okay match, but nothing blow away. Uh, oh my god! That, could you imagine if someone makes a gimmick out of this whole Corona thing? Like I'm shutting down the whole show. I'm giving everyone <laughs> Corona tonight. <laughs> We're all getting it, baby. I'm going to sneeze on everybody. <laughs> um, so AEW Dynamite, episode 23. Uh, this one from uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. I don't know um, if it was just me, but I thought the audio felt a little off again, especially early on in the show. But also, maybe this was just me, Nick. Or maybe it was because so much stuff was going on as this show was going on, like... In the middle of this show, the NBA like paused their season for the rest of the year uh, until things get fixed and uh, all this other stuff. But I thought this crowd seemed way out of this show. Like there were times where they were into it, but then there were times where they seemed more dead than like Fight for the Fallen when everybody was like exhausted from the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not think this was the best crowd uh, they've had in a while, but. Let's talk about the show. So earlier in the day, Hangman Page is in the back with the Young Bucks. Shits on both of them, essentially. 
and says that his partner will remain a mystery. It's not going to be Matt for sure. And he's like, you know, maybe Nick, you could team with me. Are you, are you okay after I whooped your ass? And, uh, <laughs> Matt's like, you're not going to team with that prick. Uh, so main show begins with, uh, Cody and Ortiz. This is where I noted that the audio felt a little off for the first time in a while. Like, uh, the music didn't sound super crisp and the ring noise sounded kind of muddy. Uh, things just didn't sound as crisp as they've sounded, uh, for most of this year. Uh, Jake Roberts appears in the crowd with Lance Archer and, uh, they're like, that's, that's his guy. That that's his thing. Uh, mm-hmm. or- Ortiz takes Cody to the floor. Cody takes charge. Santana runs interference and Ortiz kicks Cody's leg out of his leg. Uh, Ortiz work. That's a little Owen Hart tribute. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ortiz works it over. Cody just taking a beating starts fighting back, but, more Santana distraction allows for another cutoff. Superplex for a two and a suicida from Cody onto Santana on the outside. And he takes Ortiz and gives him a gourd buster on the ramp. Archer wants to jump the rail, but Jake Roberts tells him no. And instead, they leave. They've seen enough. Uh, Cody goes for the crossroads on Ortiz, but it's avoided. Uh, Cody then goes after Ortiz's leg and locks in the figure four for the win. Uh, before we talk about the post-match, what did you make of... Cody and Ortiz, Nick. I thought it was fine. It was kind of run of the mill, but there was definitely some good stuff in there. Um, I think Ortiz is such a character. He's, he's fun, so yeah. funny. At one point, he goes, "I'm a genius, baby." He <laughs> loves to talk about how smart he is. Oh my god, he's the best. He's a genius. He was pulling the ravishing Rick Rude during this match. Oh, did the sexy party dance? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. I, I thought overall it was a solid match. Um, it didn't really stand out to me. I feel like this was a very average week for AEW. Yeah. I only gave this one three stars, but, you know, there was nothing offensive. What did you think of them introducing Lance, Lance Archer in this way? Did it feel, to me, it felt a little anticlimactic. Oh, yeah. They built it up last week just for them to walk out in the crowd, and it just makes them look a little bit. I guess unprepared because they were announced he was going to be there last week mm-hmm. and they didn't show up. And it's like, Oh yeah, we came up with this idea last minute. We got Jake Roberts now. And to be fair, the announcers put over Lance Archer huge, but this was mm-hmm. kind of like not a big debut moment. No, you would think we'd get a promo out of him or something. It just, you know, even if they went out to him in the crowd with the microphone, I kind of would have enjoyed that a little bit, but yeah, he just walks in. Yeah. Acts like he's going to jump over the rail and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I thought this match, I was right there with you. I thought this match was good, but didn't really surpass good. I also gave it three stars and grapple gave it 2.87. So yeah, pretty close. Pretty, pretty, pretty close. Uh, you quoting JR or Larry David? (laughs) I'm not sure actually now. Uh, so (laughs) after the match, Santana attacks Cody with a mad ball, Omega, uh, and Matt come in to run him off. And then Jericho appears on the video screen, calls them dipshits, <laughs> says that they ran into Nick backstage, and then the camera pans back to reveal that they literally smashed Nick under a loading bay door, and he gets EMT'd out of the building. Rough, uh, rough couple of weeks here for, for Nick Jackson. Sure. Do you think 
Do you think he was actually at the arena? Because it, everything he did wasn't on screen or in front of the crowd, right? It was all backstage. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he was still at home with his uh, wife because I know they just had a kid. Probably and that's probably why they did this. Yeah. It's possible for sure. Um, Chris Statland. Oh, the fellows run down the card for tonight, of course, as usual. And then we get Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose and B Priestley, who is just coming off of her big tag team match in stardom in front of no fans. Uh, it was weird. Uh, anyway, the heels attack before the bell, Nyla working over Sheeta, and then it's B's turn, and then it's Nyla's turn again. And then there's a hot tag, like, right at the break to Chris Statlander. That was mm-hmm. weird. Uh, during the break, B gets the octopus stretch on, the octopus hold, uh, back from the break, and uh, Nyla says... Like, right when they come back from the break, like, Nyla says, yes. Give up, you stupid alien! <laughs> I love that line. I, got I did, too. Uh, t- tagged as Sheeta. Fans chant, Holy Sheeta! Oh, yeah. That's a great chant. Um, it is. They wipe each other out. Nyla in. She wipes out Statlander. Goes for the King Kong knee, but misses. Tandem strikes, but only a two-count for the babyface team. Uh, then Sheeta hits Nyla with a very impressive Falcon Arrow for a two. Goes for the Beast Bomb, but it is countered into a Hurricane Rana. And then Sheeta gets up and gives B a middle rope superplex. This gives Nyla enough time to recover. Spears uh, Sheeta and hits her with a Beast Bomb for the win. So I wonder what this will do for Sheeta's uh, place in the rankings because she was number one, but she is now lost to the champion in this match. So I wonder if that'll hurt her in the ratings. What, what did you think of the tag match, Nick? I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, while it suffers from one of the things that I think we see in a lot of these women's matches with kind of softer strikes, not mm-hmm. quite to the Rio level, but I, occasionally, I think they put in some good work. Mm-hmm. I like seeing that um, personality come out of uh, Nyla. Yeah. It's making me enjoy her a lot more. Um, the Holy Sheeta chat is beautiful. I She's getting over with this. Yeah, man, she's getting over with this crowd. It's it's wonderful. I loved uh, the spot where Statlander got, I think, what was it? She got thrown onto B from Sheeta. Was that what happened? Suplexed her onto B? Yes. Yeah. It was yeah, laying across the ropes. That was cool. Yep. Um, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I gave it three and a quarter star. I liked oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I thought it was a little more... Um, bumbling at times uh most of it was like from the the strikes just not working out b tried to do the springboardy thing that just didn't work out not once mm-hmm. but twice uh there were a few hiccups in it that kept me from giving it a three i ended up giving it a two and three quarters uh not bad but not good like right in that in between area um but it i was pleased uh, by the Holy Sheeta chant, and I was also uh, very pleased by "Give up, you stupid alien." I just, I just love that. Nyla I think the crowd really did it for me on this one. <laughs> yeah, Nyla, Nyla's grown on me every week. I think uh, afterwards, B Priestley attacks Nyla and grabbed the title, so everyone's gunning for this belt. Uh, by the way, uh, Grapple gave this one two point seven six. Okay. Uh, up next, Christopher Daniels, a Christopher Daniels video, essentially mocking Dark Order. 
And because this is pro wrestling, challenges Evil Uno and Stu Grayson to singles matches, and somehow, in defeating them, will manage to prove that the Exalted One does not exist. I mean, that's how pro wrestling works, right? I, I kind of understand where he's coming from. He's like, if he beats them down bad enough and they're supposed oh, to Oh, like be... nobody comes for them. Yes. Right. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like That does make sense. He's going to take him out. Yeah, and and he was really funny in this. It kind of reminded me of mm-hmm. Jericho making fun of Cody, mm-hmm. um, but in their own unique way. I loved how he kept going, Dark Order sucks, screw the Dark Order. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first of two six-mans tonight, Butcher and the Blade and MJF against the Jurassic Express. It's all heels early on. They're working over Luchasaurus's knee, going into a picture-in-picture break. Uh, post-break, Luchasaurus creates some space and literally drags the Blade and MJF over to the corner to get a tag into Jungle Boy, who runs wild. Uh, Luchasaurus, with a step-up dive to the outside, hits a double choke slam, hits the moonsault, but it gets broken up, or the pin attempt gets broken up. Uh, Luchasaurus and the Butcher clobber each other. Uh, Marco gets in, stomps a mud hole in MJF. Uh, but there's uh, distractions from the Bunny and Wardlow end up seeing MJF hook in the salt of the earth on Marco to get the submission win. Uh, what did you think of the six man, Nick? That step up dive that Luchasaurus did scared me, man. Because it looked he like barely he barely made get... it. Exactly, he didn't have enough speed on it, and I thought he was going to knock his head. Oh, yeah, he goes so slowly for that dive. Like he's like, got to make sure I get that rope. Got to make sure I got it. Okay, and oh, I hope I make it. Like that's usually in the when he does that dive. That is the the process that occurs. Very much so. And I did enjoy the spot early on in the match where MJF got faked out by Marco and Luchasaurus. Just some good comedy stuff. Yes. Um, ultimately, I gave this one three stars. It was, once again, just something that I felt like wasn't bad, wasn't spectacular, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, I thought this had much of the same problems as the the last match and maybe went, um, maybe went a little long and not everybody was as crisp and as clean uh, as I would normally like in AEW. I ended up going two and three quarter stars again. And uh, Grapple went, uh, what do they give this one? A three, 3.03. Okay. So Grapple feeling Mr. Montez on that one. Not me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wrote here a strange Darby video. Yeah. This one was pretty weird. Uh, it's like Darby, I guess, putting, is the idea here that it's like Sammy in a body bag or something? It's like a body bag that says Sammy on it, and they just drag it behind a truck. Was Darby wearing both masks, or did he have somebody else? Because he had, a, it was either him or somebody else I thought had a Jericho mask first mm-hmm. that was driving the truck, and then he was in the uh, Sammy mask that was being dragged by the truck. It, it was kind of weird. As far as Darby videos go, this was one of the weirder ones, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I thought the the show took a, a bit of a hit here for a minute as well. Uh, so Tony Schiavone comes out to interview Britt, and uh, essentially she try, they try to recreate the thing they did in Texas. Mm-hmm. She says that Utah's boring, calls people fat, and that they have poor oral health. Uh, at one point she indicates that everyone in Utah is related. I just wrote, this is less good than the last time. Uh, she says she was a role model. 
Uh, there's really no crowd heat here. Uh, like, uh, nothing compared to the last time, which made me feel bad, because I think she was just expecting to get this immense amount of heat, but mm-hmm. the crowd just didn't give a fuck. Uh, Big Swole comes out, calls her out. Uh, I just wrote, they referenced their significant others, and coffee was thrown. They may fight. <laughs> Did I get that right? You got that right. Okay. It was not indicated I mean, that they will fight, so I'm just like, they may fight. It'll be a match down the line. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. It wasn't the, it wasn't better than the last one she did, but there was some good hits in there. She um, ripped on Utah for being a dry county, saying you couldn't drink alcohol past a certain time, I think. Yes. And um, I did like saying you can be anything you want. You can be a plumber, a janitor, a dental assistant. Dent- I like, I love that line where she's like, you could be a dental assistant. Not a dentist, mind you. You need to be smart for that. But I did like that line. That was a good line. Um, I also like that Swole pointed out that Tony doesn't even like Brit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, she, he doesn't even like you. You're hiding behind him? Uh, yeah, I liked being Swole funny. here, though. I actually thought she was pretty funny. Uh, oh, she was. I enjoyed her, yeah. And she, uh, you know, she, Brit mentions her more famous boyfriend, and she's like, uh, I'm married, baby. Uh, which was nice. Uh, yeah, I, this wasn't awful, but it was hard to watch at times because it's like she's trying, and this crowd was given nothing, nothing. They didn't, they didn't really care. Um, I, in fact, I'd wager most of the people there probably hate the fact that Utah is dry or that those Mormons don't have sugar or don't eat a lot of sugar, can't have sugar. She mentioned something about sugar, too. Like that the coffee is very boring and bland or whatever. Um, up next, Joey Janela and Private Party versus Death Triangle. Uh, the heels attack almost immediately, and uh, there are a lot of momentum changes in quick succession. Joey and Pentagon going at it. Uh, double teams from Private Party and a big dive from Joey to the outside right before the, the break. Uh Isaiah Cassidy's cut off at some point during the break and back from the break. Uh, Joey gets in off of a hot tag. Uh, they hit what I can only describe as gin and death Valley driver. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mark Quinn did the gin and juice Rana setup onto Joey's shoulders into a DVD. That was pretty cool. Uh, yes. Swanton bomb from Isaiah Cassidy and a shooting star press from Mark Quinn. But that pin attempt is broken up by Pentagon power bomb onto Pax knees. Uh, followed up by a Phoenix double stomp, gets a two. Uh, we get some dives from Private Party and a DVD on the apron to pack from Joey Janela. Hits the big elbow off the top, but only gets a two. Uh, this is where I noted that this might be the worst AEW crowd since Fight for the Fallen, because they were not as... Like, they would pop if like there was some crazy move that happened, but otherwise we're not particularly into the match as a, as a whole. Uh, finish of this was... Uh, Lucha Brothers hitting the spiked fear factor on Joey Janela and Pac hitting the black arrow for the win. Uh, afterwards, uh, they continued to attack this, uh, this trio until uh, the best friends ran down and uh, ran them off. What did you think of the six man, Nick? It was a good six man. Uh, this was probably match of the show, truthfully, just because private party is very talented with their flippy shit that they can do. Yep. Um, I did note here, just like 
because we see it way too much. I'm like, they should just rename Dynamite Tope Suicida the show because it happens in like every <laughs> yes. damn match. Yes. Jeez. Um, I think Mark Quinn's shooting star is like one of the most impressive things. Pretty he beautiful. just does it so well. Didn't Jim Ross? Uh, didn't Jim Ross do a note earlier when Marco tried to do a Tope Suicida, but it had like nothing behind it? Yeah. And he said something along the lines of like Tope no Suicida. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes. Um, ultimately, the Black Arrow is always an impressive looking move, and I, yep. I always, I feel like for whatever reason, it's not highlighted as well in AEW. But for whatever reason, this episode it really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I was just like, oh, I feel like I'm seeing NXT Pac again. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I gave it three and a half stars. Definitely match of the show. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, I think for maybe I was just having a, a rough night of it because uh, I ended up giving it a three. Everybody else mm-hmm. seems to like it more than I did. I do think this was better than the other match that I gave three stars to early in the ma- earlier in the night, the Cody and uh, Ortiz match. I think this was definitely better than that one. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll say three and a quarter. I will. I'll say three and a quarter. Uh, I'll change that rating. So it's now three and a quarter. Uh, Grapple giving it 3.58. They agree. They thought this was the match of the show uh, as well. And probably not even that close. I have some breaking news. Oh, breaking Um, news. It appears that the show for March 18th, uh, Rochester, New York, is now being moved to Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, are they just going to do it at Daly's Place? It looks like that. Yep, Daly's Place. Um, It's going to be managed under a restricted attendance policy. Um, and the Dynamite Rochester show will be rescheduled for July 8th at the Blue Cross Arena. Okay, so we will have Dynamite next week. Yep. Interesting. I wonder what they're going to do for Blood and Guts. They're probably still working that one out. They they won't be able to do that one at Daly's Place, I don't think. I don't think they got the room for it, no. But maybe they can pull it somewhere else. I mean, maybe even just on the Jaguar Arena or something. I don't know. Oh, man, just do it in the stadium. Empty stadium match. Yeah, you could put people on the floor. Yeah. You know, you don't have to fill up the whole arena. It'd look weird, but I keep mean, you them have at a good, room for it. Keep them at a good distance from one another, you know. Um, if, you think, if you think about it, it's kind of a throwback to the original War Games where they had that in outdoor stadiums, you know? Uh, so here's a whole bunch of things that happened in between that match and the last match. Lexi Nair is backstage with Dustin Rhodes, says that he is fired up, he's geared up, He's going to team with Adam Page whether he wants it or not. <laughs> I was having flashbacks to the SummerSlam in Wembley Stadium. Up the little kid, yeah. <laughs> the British Bulldog's going to win whether he wants to or not. It's my favorite. It's my favorite kid of all time. Why wouldn't he want to win? <laughs> You're going to win tonight. I don't know if I want to. Um, the search for Spears entries are put up on screen, including Shug D, uh, formerly of Chikara fame, and Simon Miller of What Culture fame. Uh, And then a bunch of other people who I did not recognize. Um, There was one guy who was literally like, I'm not a trained wrestler, but who? what better person to pick? Like, you can mold me from the ground up. I'm like, you know what? That's not bad. That's smart. I don't think he's going to get picked. Uh, Next week, uh, for apparently now in Daly's place, uh, the best friends and the Lucha Brothers are going to mix it up. The Exalted One is to be revealed. And a Blood and Guts six-man tag where the winner gets the advantage. Although, I 
don't know how that's going to play out, or if it does. Uh, they did give us the rules for the Blood and Guts match, which will eventually happen, and it is literally straight-up War Games rules, not the WWE one, like actual original War Games rules with the same amount of people and the same amount of timing and pacing between entries, all the way down to submission or surrender, which, isn't that the same thing? Exact same thing. Like, I we surrender. Isn't that the same as saying I submit? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I guess if you don't want to say I never submitted. <laughs> yeah, I only surrendered. I never, I never gave up. I just gave up in a different way. <laughs> with different words. Uh, Jim Ross sit down with Moxley. Uh, I wrote here, they seem to be building to a match with Hager. Yuck. I know. That's so disappointing. And then they put over the War Games match, uh, which Moxley isn't in. This was a weird sit down. But it's like, I yeah. guess they felt like they needed to do something. There's, he's like, you know, what's your condition? And he's like, ah, I'm healing. But that's all I'm saying for the time being. Uh, main event, Inner Circle versus Hangman Page and Dustin Rhodes. Inner Circle, of course, being Jericho and Sammy Guevara. So the reveal of Hangman Page's mystery partner, again, a little anticlimactic here. It's just <laughs> Dustin Rhodes came on screen and he's like, I'm going to be your partner. And then he ended up being his partner. So uh, it's all heels early. There's some beer play going on. Chris Jericho is walking around with a beer saying, I'm a cowboy. Uh, <laughs> tagged Dustin. He runs wild. Cut off by Jericho going into a picture-in-picture -picture break. Dustin continues to be worked on during this break. Knees up on the lion salt. Tags to the hangman, and he's in killing folk. Dives from the hangman and Dustin. Buckshot attempt is countered into the walls of Jericho. Sammy gets in. Misses a shooting star press. Dustin hits him with a destroyer. Hangman hits him with a buckshot lariat for the win. Uh, before we talk about the uh, the end, uh, what did you think of the match? Enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, first of all, I like the, uh, of course, our weekly thing of having to bring up Hangman Page's entry title. Uh, hasn't even talked to Dustin today, which was funny. Yeah, he's going to be his partner. Hasn't even talked to him once. <laughs> Um, I did love the uh, beer play. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I think Tony pointed out that that was gimmick infringement when Jericho was drinking it. Yes. Um, and, of course, Hangman punches Jericho and steals the beer. That was fun stuff. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty unique that Dustin and Hangman were helping each other climb to the top rope and then doing dives opposite of each other. I thought I liked that. Mm -hmm. um, and, man, when Hangman kicked Sammy, I felt like he almost kicked him out of his boots early on in that match. That was that was intense. Give These guys, one, uh, a big old one. <laughs> um, and, of course, the the final shot, the Destroyer and Buck shot back-to-back -back on Sammy was a cool way to end the match. I gave this three and a quarter star. I liked it. Oh, man. I feel so bad. Like, I feel so down on this. I, I didn't think the match was bad, but I felt like it went short. Like, this, it just didn't go very long, and the early part of the match was kind of just there. Uh, like it was like they did the beer stuff, which is fun, uh, but doesn't particularly add to the match all that much. It was kind of like just a thing to do to, to kill a little bit of time and have a little bit of fun. Uh, but then it was kind of just basic with Dustin getting beaten down for a while. Uh, the match didn't really pick up until, uh, Hangman got in. And from that point, the match was really good, but then it ended rather abruptly, uh, and honestly, I thought for sure Jericho and Guevara would have won 
because Hangman didn't have his usual partner. I thought for sure they'd pin like Dustin or something like that, but uh, they didn't do that. So an mm. interesting booking decision. I went two and three quarter stars, but Grapple disagreed with me. 3.28, a little closer to where you uh, landed for sure. Yeah, you were really down on this, huh? Yeah, this was not my favorite episode of... uh, This might be the worst episode of of Dynamite, I think, I've watched this year. So, I mean, it wasn't an awful show, but uh, this didn't have the great promos uh, Mm -hmm. that they've had in previous weeks. Um, The matches were, you know, from average to good, but nothing really above that for me. And, uh, also the crowd just didn't seem to be all that into it either. Uh, kind of, kind of dragged everything down a little bit as well. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know, AEW, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe, uh, maybe you'll have a, like a, like an inspirational week next week. Like when, uh, everybody got trapped in Saudi Arabia and they had to make a SmackDown on the fly with, NXT people and it ended up being one of the best SmackDown shows in ages because uh, mm. they didn't have time to screw up their own stuff and step on their own toes so they just put a show together and it worked uh, maybe that'll happen here with AEW I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for something good although I don't know uh, if the show's going to have limited attendance uh, it's going to be tough because our wrestling crowds I mean they got to do their show but ooh, crowds tend to make a show and lack of crowd tends to, to break a show. So, uh, post-match, uh, the beat down continues, uh, from the heels, Kenny in with his cast on, but doesn't really last long. Cody comes out. He starts working over people, but gets wiped out by, uh, Jake Hager and, uh, the inner circle are going to power bomb hangman page off of the ramp. Like they did to Moxley, but Matt comes in, he makes the save and make sure to give page the middle finger right before Jericho attacks him with a chair and uh, the inner circle managed to stand tall at the end of the show again. Uh, what did you think of the concluding angle and brawl? It was fine. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was really nothing to it. Yeah, it was just a just an ending. Yeah, it didn't do much for me, but, um, you know, I did like Matt giving Hangman the finger. <laughs> yeah, Matt... Fun. I thought Matt returning the favor was an important little, like a small piece of storytelling. I thought that was good. For sure. Uh, All right. Oh, go ahead. You think with them taking Nick out this week that he's not going to be a part of blood and guts that they're going to replace him with Dustin or something. It's hard to say, right? Uh, I mean, I mean at this point, because we don't even know what's going to happen with that show or that match. They may very well just postpone the whole match. Uh, So, I mean, maybe I don't think they're gonna, because um, they they had like a thing on their Twitter halfway through the show that like Nick was responsive and seems like he's gonna be okay, but he's not gonna be cleared to return to the building or anything like that. I think uh, was some tweet that AEW's Twitter sent out. So yeah, there is that. Uh, okay, so uh, that's a wrap for this week. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. Uh, and, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for The Elitist and hit subscribe. And I guess, Nick, they can expect to come back and hear us uh, next time. Uh, there will be a next week, apparently, as AEW emanates from Daly's Place for the second time in 2020. 
uh, where we will... Well, I don't know if we're going to see... You know what? We don't know if we're going to see that six-man tag. So how about we say we're going to we're gonna come back with more AEW next time featuring a match I know that's going to happen, the Lucha Brothers against the Best Friends. Best Friends.